0: Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan.
1: And I'm Cody. And we're joined by a guest today, Kelsey. Hello, everyone. My friend from college and longtime fan of the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Longtime fan. She told me. Longtime us every- fan. Kelsey, really quick, I, I do this to every guest, obviously, but what's your favorite episode?
2: Um, honestly, one of my favorite episodes is one of the early ones where you guys were talking about specifically having a world that had no land and Cody, I think it was Cody who, no, it was you. It was you, Jordan, who intentionally was like, so we're going to have land first thing. (laughs) No, oh, the, yeah, first yeah, of all, yeah. I didn't
0: do that until like the second. Well, no, we didn't do parts back then. It was just one street. Yes. But second, Cody had dolphins.
2: <laughs> so that's the reason that episode is my favorite, is because your reaction to the dolphins <laughs> the whole time just killed me. And I agree with you. Like, the dolphins were a bit ridiculous. But the fact that every episode after that was like, if you bring up fucking dolphins again, like...
1: <laughs> uh, well, Kelsey's off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean... He,
0: the Dolphins were fine. I've got, like, I've had, like, a hundred episodes to get over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Jordan, it's been, it's been, like, two years since that. I think I mean, you can get over the last Dolphins. Last
0: episode, I said that Dolphin World wasn't as bad as you thought it was.
1: No, the reason why Dolphin World is okay is because it led to, um, Gritty Reboot Dolphin World, and that was awesome. That
0: was pretty awesome. Anyways, Cody, what have you been up to recently?
1: <laughs> well, I've been playing Torchlight 2 with some friends. That game's totally acceptable for a game that has five players
0: (laughs) i i love how that's like the new standards that game's totally acceptable
1: well you know when you when you want a game with five players that is easy to get all of you on the same map at the same time your standards have to be very low. i don't
0: even know what torchlight is to be honest it's
1: it's diablo it's just diablo but less sexy i guess Wait, how is the Diablo women sexy? Wear clothes? Oh, huh. okay,
0: yeah. Run. Never mind. Have you ever played Diablo? Yes, and I was about to say how's it is sexy, the and then you said the women wear clothes. I was like, okay, fine, fine, fine.
1: That was like my favorite thing ever when I downloaded the Diablo, uh, like trial version, and I played as the huntress. And then I texted one of my friends, "Whenever I go out slaying monsters, I definitely have to wear a corset and high heels." I mean, that's I, what you wear. In Diablo
0: three, I am the demon hunter, and that's what I wear. It's pretty awesome. Okay. <laughs> I, hey, man, you can't be killing demons unless you look good.
2: They just don't respect you. Honestly, they don't.
0: They will with my freaking bows and arrows. Anyway, <laughs> so, so Torchlight is what you... <sighs>
1: Torchlight, and been watching Avatar a lot. Oh, wait, no, shoot. I forgot the thing I actually want to talk about. This is for both of you, but I think maybe more for Kelsey. Okay, I've been reading this book. It's called A Close and Common Orbit. It is the second book in a series. The first book is called A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. Kelsey, you need to read the book A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. It is great. It is the most cozy and snuggly sci-fi book I have ever read. It is like reading a hug, and I love it.
0: Are you saying that's more for Kelsey because you think I don't read?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's because I consider you to be illiterate <laughs> most of the time, even the- though you write 700 pages an episode and I write in broken English. <sighs> no, it's it's because the, the subject matter seemed to be more appealing to her from what I know about both of your personalities.
2: So I have a follow up question. Cody, Uh as a longtime friend of yours, I know that you have two types of recommendations. You have a, this is amazing, and this is why it's incredible. And then you also have a, this is so horrible, I need somebody to rant about this with me. So which one of these is is
1: this? Five stars. This is one of my favorite books with with no irony. Oh,
2: okay. Have you
0: you read... When did you read A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet? Because I feel like we've like, talked about it before. A year
1: ago. I definitely talked to you about it Okay, because
0: like, this sounds so familiar. And I'm yeah, like, and then you proceeded
1: to not read it. So, you know.
0: That's why you are talking to Kelsey about it. Okay.
1: Well, and also because it, it does seem more of Kelsey's alley. It doesn't matter. Either way, it's a great book. Well, I'm... Um, okay. okay, Jordan, Here's the here's the reality of it. You know all the world-building and really convoluted plot? What it does is skip all of it. And all it is is people talking to Ugh, each other and my cryptidite. No
0: Yes, you have talked about this book because, like, yes, okay. My kryptonite. It's like, what no if we took all the
1: exciting parts of a book, cut those out? What if we just had people talking to each other on a spaceship? Like, that's it. That's the whole book?
0: Yeah, not my stuff.
2: You're currently underselling this, and I'm getting less interested by the sentence. Are you sure?
1: <laughs> oh, but you, you just, you well, really need you, to read you it. See, it's so good. It's
0: about, um... This woman, um, fleeing her old life, Rosemary Harper joins the multi-species crew of the Wayfarer as a file clerk. Oh, my God. And follows them on their various missions <laughs> throughout the galaxy. The novel concerns itself with character development rather than adventure. Oh, my God, Cody. Each member of the crew has a story that unfolds or a crisis to face. They encounter several alien environments spoil on the, the whole path book through- Synopsis. Yeah, well, don't read the synopsis. It's going to ruin the book. What I'm saying is she joins a spaceship crew as the file clerk yeah yes misadventures rosemary the decidedly not
1: main
2: character is a file clerk i do want to be clear i'm an accountant and file clerk already has me going Ooh, maybe not but the thing is okay but
1: the thing is about rosemary is she is not the main character but
2: does her
0: baby turn out to be the devil
1: she doesn't have a baby um, okay
0: because if you want to read a good book rosemary's baby
1: or you could read a book that's happy and just read a long <laughs> way to Rose a small Mary's angry planet is so good and and then also read a close and common orbit because it was also great okay anyways and then read reincarnation blues but that's an entirely yeah, separate. yeah i actually do need to anyways. read that one but
0: anyways kelsey what have you been reading watching playing or whatever recently
2: so i've been playing a ton of raft have you guys heard about that
0: one? Oh yeah, yeah. Raft.
2: Freaking amazing.
0: Survival on a raft yes. in the middle of
2: water. And I've I tried playing it by myself because I was like, oh sure, it's survival. You I can't. Can't. no, it is literally unplayable by yourself. I have died fifteen <laughs> times to the point where I actually got so angry at the game that even though my husband bought it for me for my birthday, I'm like, I don't want to play this anymore. Send <laughs> it back. <And> I,
0: <laughs> send it. Back. And I'm
2: like, but I made such a big deal out of him getting it for me. I can't send it back. And so what I ended up doing is I contacted one of my friends and I was like, hey, do you want to play this game? With me because I think it's supposed to be cool. I have no evidence that it's cool, but I think it's supposed to be cool. And the moment I got people in there with me, we had just an amazing time. So I cannot recommend Raft highly enough. It is super fun.
1: See, I I tried to play Ark, and that's sort of how I think maybe Ark is because Ark was a broken mess and boring. Mm -hmm. And
0: I'm like, maybe this is because the person I've talked to about Ark loves Ark. So I think it might just be like, but he plays with another person. So I think it might just be like, You're playing one of them multiplayer games, which I kind of hate because I am mostly a solo gamer. Like, I really only play a handful of games with other people. So like having something you that is enjoyable solely because you play with other people kind of is a turnoff. But I mean, I've seen other people play Raft and I enjoy watching people play it. I just, you know, not my cup of tea. Is that Something people say. That is
2: a thing people say. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, so are you uh, an alien? Like, are you a sorry, space alien? I just, because I, like, originally was going to say something different, and I'm like, wait, no, it's cup of tea, isn't it? And then it's like, hmm. <laughs> This <laughs>
1: tea is not what I desire. Well, I, also, <laughs> I am human man.
0: <laughs> I don't drink tea anymore, so it's like, it's a cup of tea like it anyway. <laughs> so
1: all idioms have <laughs> vanished from your mind. Yes. Oh, um, so <laughs>
0: what I've been doing on my side is too Someone much. No one
1: asked you. Let me ask you, this Jordan. Is, what have you been doing lately? This is like the third
0: time you've done that. And it's always when a guest is here. We're like, no one asked you. It's like, <sighs> oh,
1: so I'm showing off for company. Anyways, Jordan. Yeah, what have really, you been up are. To? I
0: noticed. I noticed. It's fine. It's a, so what? A, oh, too much. As always, too much. I just finished. Um, well, I caught up to the current copies of Monstrous. Again, we'll recommend it. It's one of the best. One of the comics with the best art that I've ever seen. The story's really good. Like dark fantasy monsters and you know magic and all that stuff but it is by far the most beautiful thing i've ever read well art wise and so that i just finished monstrous i started watching umbrella academy on netflix cody
2: should i, good? Should
0: I bother cody come on please so we can okay. talk about it please i'll me, watch it for me
2: the, the first oh. one was definitely worth watching i can't speak to the second yeah
0: one. the first one's good so i'm only like six episodes in the second one i thought cody it's just you you didn't like it it's you it's not the show it's you
2: i support this actually
0: <laughs> but the, okay. the, the the second season like from where i am is really good so far and i've been really enjoying it it's i think it's just Like, there's some stuff that's kind of cliche, like, you know, your typical time travel plot stuff. But I think it's just very well written. I think the acting is great. Like, they really feel like they've known each other all their lives. And, like, it's they feel like a family. And it's really good. And I really enjoy watching it. Cody, you have bad opinions
1: how much are you gonna start listening to my chemical romance after you bro uh, I
0: see but the thing is you act like I didn't listen to them first and then watch are you show. gonna get back into AFI I actually didn't like AFI that much I didn't like his voice he's kind of never mind oh um, it's okay <laughs> My okay. chemical romance was great See, but also in that era was Taking Back Sunday, and you like Taking Back Sunday.
1: I do like Taking Back Sunday. So, I can even. be a hypocrite. Yeah. It's okay.
0: <laughs> I don't see what your problem is with My Chemical Romance. It's
1: the everything about it. I think it's you don't the like everything. Goth
0: boys with that like, like no, hair really over one eye look. that like. Yeah, you don't. You don't I like it.
1: I couldn't. The problem was Jordan. There weren't enough people at my school to have clicks because
0: there were. Only, oh yeah, because like, there was only like us. twelve people at your school. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, like there were four of us, and we were all related, so it's not <laughs> like I could really have strong opinions. But oh man, did all of my friends go way hard into having that hair and dying it black? And meanwhile, I'm sitting over there like, I, I freaking like punk music, guys. Punk music you want to kick weird. authority? And they're like, and then my girlfriend I'm like I can't with that you was guys. blink just,
0: You just did blink 182. That one eighty two. That was that wasn't like a my chemical type. Song. They're the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> not in the least man. Okay, Cody, Cody, Cody. First of all, you're right. Punk is better, but my chemical romance and Umbrella Academy are both very good.
1: Pup is disappointed in you. No,
0: they would never. They <laughs> would. <laughs> I'm not wearing my pup shirt today, which is really sad. But anyways, uh... um, so. Uh, so it was that monstrous Umbrella Academy. Um, still playing Horizon Zero Dawn again and just mowing through the plot. Cody, you're gonna I'm be-
1: excited. I'm playing yeah. it probably tonight. Yay. You're going to, depending on how fast it downloads.
0: You're gonna hate it because you're Cody.
2: I've got you hopes, know, Jordan. I'm just saying. I've got hopes. Are, oh, have you played it? I love Horizon Zero Dawn. I absolutely love it. It's
0: it's one of my favorite games of all times. I have a tattoo yep. on my leg of it. It's the it's it's great, Cody. And I've just been I've been on New Game Plus just mowing through the story because it's really it's relaxing to just play the game, and I really hope you like it, Cody, but you'll tell me if you don't. So, I was going to say,
2: we'll find out if he doesn't. Next week, we'll talk about uh, it.
0: I mean, play it more than, like, three hours, please, because I hate, you like, I played it for, like, a couple hours, and I hated it. It's like, yeah, but you can't okay, really well, tell. Okay,
1: well, but, I mean, come on, though. Three hours is a very
0: long time for
1: me. <laughs> uh. yeah,
0: for, like, a game that I spent over 90 hours in originally, three hours is not that much. How
1: long did you spend in this game? I'm not playing it. It just
0: died. No, it's because I did I I hundred percent at the game and then a hundred percent at the DLC. <laughs> it's like that's how much I like the game. It's, it's so
2: good. It's, and the story's worth it. Like, Cody, you enjoy a good story. And like you enjoy creative world building as well. That's why we're here. But like the way that this game does creative world building, I think, may actually entice you. You hate everything I love, so I know that's not gonna work, but Damn it, I want it to try.
0: (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, that last part that you said, you hate everything I love, is exactly why I'm so scared he's not going to like it. Because every time I talk about, like, really liking something, he's like, yeah, I tried it. It sucks. It's like, (laughs) okay.
1: Okay, Okay. look, I'm just saying, Dark Souls 3, everyone had a fire sword. It was boring. (laughs) That was,
0: like, the best text. It's like, as long as not every boss has a fire sword, I'm like, ah, shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In every single boss, fire sword. Next boss. I mean, fire yes, sword.
0: about 50% of the bosses had a fire sword. Yes, but it's not the same in Horizon. There's not many. There's not a fire sword. There is not a fire sword.
2: There is not a fire sword. And. There's a
0: fire gun. I mean, that's hopeful. And fire arrows.
2: There is fire stuff. And but,
0: fire bombs. But
2: fire stuff is by no means the only thing there is, nor can you get all the way through it only using one weapon one way.
0: Right, and that's why I mean, that's it's good. really good. You can, like, and you don't even have to use the same combination of weapons the same mm-hmm. ways. You can mix it up, and that's what I'm finding because New Game Plus, it's on a harder difficulty It everything comes after you. <laughs> and, like, it's one of those things was, like, you can blow through the first half of the game because, you know, you have all the upgrades. Says so like, yeah, I can just snipe this thing from across the map. Great. But then you get to the point where it's like, You're not invincible, and everything wants to murder you.
2: (laughs) I'm looking forward to like redoing cauldrons and stuff like that, because they were hard and fun the first time. I think they're going to be better now.
0: It's 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 so much fun. Cody, please like it. Just whatever. Even if you don't like it, at least say you do, Like starting out, just so I don't yell at you the whole episode. Yeah, just lie a little bit. I'm
1: definitely not going to lie to you. How mad will you be if I just only refer to it in brave terms? If I refuse to call the main character anything but Merida...
0: I will literally quit the show,
1: <laughs> Kelsey over there rolling her eyes and sticking her tongue out like they aren't the same
2: character. They aren't!
0: But- <clears throat> But one thing that she said, Kelsey said, is that we're here because like you like good world building, but that's wrong, Cody, because you hate world building, and I do, the actually. only reason you are actually here is because I force you to come in every week, so yeah. now it's time to get to the part of the show you hate, which is building world.
1: Yeah, I kind of didn't this time around, but you didn't build- that's going to sh-
0: so shock no one. <laughs> so really quick, as always, Cody, what was last week? uh we wrote a world together
1: it was about um behemoths that people lived on or inside of and we read it together and it was a great time yes and you made me read the old lady parts because you
0: wrote that
1: it because is- i have a thing for old ladies yes
0: well yeah everybody knows by now that i have a thing for snakes and you have a thing for old ladies
1: betty white fan club over here
0: yeah You know, the best part about Harry Potter was Nagini. Anywho. It's (laughs) wrong on so many
2: counts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So this week we are doing... um, So we didn't actually roll for um, this world, like we said at the top of the show. We just picked it. Um, So we're doing superheroes this week. And both of them have told me that they really didn't follow the prompt. (laughs) So I'm ready That's to be done. Anyways, let's go ahead and roll for initiative. Everybody take out a D twenty, roll it, and I need to find my D twenty. I had one that was rolling out oh, here just okay. Boom. Okay, what do you roll?
1: <laughs> I rolled a five. I rolled a
0: six. I rolled a seventeen.
1: <laughs> Woo! George's <Jordan's> going <laughs> first, as always. <laughs> I'm going dead last. It would have been funny if we
0: went five, six, seven. That would have been That'd great. Been perfect. Like I it would have been perfect, no. but I had to ruin you the show. It up, Why Jordan? didn't you just yeah, no,
2: lie, no. Jordan? Come on. I should
0: have lied. I should have lied. Guys, okay, here. I rolled a seven.
2: There we go. Liar.
0: Okay, liar. I'm going <laughs> to just delete. We have separate tracks. I could just delete what you said. <laughs> You you wouldn't dare. I have ne- I have never taken out something that I didn't like that you said in the show ever. I I feel
1: like I really hope that you have, <laughs> okay, because you do edit it, so you really should be doing right. that. Okay,
0: so we're gonna get started. I am gonna go first as always. Um, so I don't know if I should do preamble like I usually, but um, so my world is the City of Heroes Megawatt, and I kind of I'll just read it because I just like the I I have ideas. There's some ideas. We'll get to it.
1: Can you sound more defeated? I just um, have yeah, ideas. Yes,
0: I can sound more defeated. These are my ideas. These are my ideas. I have them.
1: I, I got these for you. These are my ideas.
2: I made these.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyways. This comes from Jane Wattman, Megawatt Museum Curator. Welcome to Megawatt City, the city of the sun, the largest metropolitan city in the entire world. Vibrant and growing day by day, Megawatt City is home to millions of citizens. Outside of the city is the suburban area which sees commuters in and out daily. There are plenty of things to do in Megawatt, such as the city zoo, the aquarium, and the city skywalk, among many others. Out in the suburbs is the Mega City Amusement Park and Water Park. Tourists from all over the world come to visit. You can find anything you need in Megawatt, and we welcome you to come join in on our city in the sun. Megawatt takes over the northeast side of our continent of Arcanus, a continent that was previously thought to be ruled by the supernatural forces of magic. But with the scientific mind of Dr. Oglath Agentius Megawatt, the small farming village of Ur quickly advanced to an expensive city expansive city dr megawatt invented a new world based on technology it started out small him using water to create electrical energy the river algin was his original power source quickly from there he created turbines and batteries all knowledge that he came up with himself the doctor's genius has been unrivaled and yet no one knows where it could have come from The river Algin now flows through Megawatt and to the Great Crystal Ocean of the east. Underneath Megawatt are the black sewers, a place of urban legends. Many people believe that toxic chemicals from Megawatt power plants flow under the city. Some people speak of mutant creatures and other monsters that have been transformed by the chemicals in the sewer. For the most part, people stay away from the sewers out of fear and continue to spread that urban legend. But, the sewer system is necessary for the waste that the city produces. The rumors that the power plants dump toxic waste into the sewers are definitely, completely false. Megawatt, of course, is always advancing and the doctor, having found a way to extend his life, is working to channel energy from the sun to power the city. The monorail system, that is the main source of transportation in the city, is solely sun-powered. Despite this, the doctor wants more. He slaves the way in his laboratory towards the center of the city, constantly developing new technologies. Megawatt Labs, the large building topped with a telescope, has become a tourist attraction. Inside, you can see every step in the technology that Megawatt has created. The government has built City Hall next to Megawatt Labs, and they constantly look to the doctor for guidance. Megawatt has more to offer than just tourist attractions and technology. Decades ago, it started as a rare occurrence, but people within Megawatt City began developing strange powers. Some think this was due to the advancing technology, but it spread through to everyone. It became extremely common to develop superpowers at a young age, no matter how weak or inconvenient that power was. These powers ranged from superhearing to being able to control wind and rain. Those who first developed The powers worked closely with Dr. Megawatt to find out what was happening to them. Then they became the leaders of justice, defending the city from those who only wanted to cause trouble. The justice squad also began helping advance society. But with more and more people gaining powers, things began to get out of control. Dr. Megawatt devised a plan. He created schools that would teach young people how to control their powers so that they would grow up to defend peace like the original powered individuals. This was the start of the superhero schools. These schools teach history, math, and literature, but also how to become a hero and defend against those who would use their powers for more dastardly deeds. Many young people aspire to join the Justice Squad so that they can be on par with the original powered individuals. They will one day help Dr. Megawatt bring the entire country to a bright and peaceful future. And that is my first part.
1: All right, Jordan, we went very different places we, with this. I'm glad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I see Kelsey nodding like, oh, crap. What have I done?
2: My parts are not all equal length either, so. Oh, that's fine. Neither is
0: mine. <laughs> mine are, because <laughs> the I know first how to part is short. Mine
2: too. So is this the moment where I'm going to jump into my world, or we take a second and talk about yours? You tell me.
1: No, man, it's all you okay. here. This is your moment to okay. shine. Yeah, I have nothing. If you do badly, we'll I have point nothing and
0: to laugh, say. Everything in that part was straightforward.
2: <laughs> Actually, if I do badly, I feel like you just cut my audio and like, you make a shorter yeah. episode. Done. Problem solved. <laughs> just yeah, you just
0: act as if Kelsey wasn't here at all. Just
2: <laughs> so my world is um, section one. What happened to our world? A world infected. As dun, the dun, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. dun dun dun. Yeah. As the oceans warmed from global warming, a small, worm-like creature came up from the depths of the ocean. On the surface, they encountered creatures with complex hormone systems and the right salinity for them to thrive. These worms form a symbiotic relationship with land life, changing humanity and the rest of the world forever. Just for context on the worms, because I'm going to go into more detail later, the worms are translucent, about half, half the width of a human hair, less than an inch long. The worms enter bodies of surface animals through seawater and nestle in the center of the skull against the brain and tap into the hypothalamus, the pituitary gland, and the extended endocrine system. They can survive in salt water indefinitely and they can survive in freshwater for up to a week. Once they are installed into a host, they will survive for as long as that host does. Contact with various land animals on the shore slowly spread this creature all over the planet. Birds and people carry the worms far inland and all over the globe while rats, dogs, cats, etc spread the worms to local water sources. Until the entire planet is infected, for the most part. That is all I have in section one.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna say like we need to have you and Diana on on the same episode because you guys have like a very similar <laughs> style to approaching these worlds. Slugs? That yeah, I just worms. I'm sorry, worms, worms, not slugs. I'm
2: gonna say <laughs> slugs are thicker and slimier. It's an important. It's just generation. just
0: the, the way that you start it just reminded me of Diana's cute world. It just. If you listen to the episode, you will know exactly why I think that. <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: uh. uh, alright, y'all y'all ready?
0: Y'all ready for this? Dun, dun, dun,
1: dun, dun, dun. Uh my The whole thing is called the Age of Heroes. This is section one. When the tether broke, so did our society. Break free, break free, all the shackles of convention that keep us rooted to dirt. Do not mourn that we have outgrown and overcome the foolish past. Now free to spin and dance among the stars, space is large, but not so big anymore. Solar systems might seem like neighborhoods, um, and the Milky Way, our new closed system. After we discovered un, after we discovered tether drive, so much changed. Much like when we first learned how to harness solar power, or wind, or combustion. Everything shrank so much so fast but also the horizon got but also the horizon grew much larger so many new planets to see and explore and discover we have still not tallied all the places we could go it is truly infinite but with that understanding of truly limitless places A certain disregard for those wondrous things have been found. One could spend their entire life cracking worlds and dimming stars, and the Milky Way would not change much given all of this. And yet, who knows what we shall find on our next rock. Our quest continues on into the everlasting night. This is an excerpt from... uh, This is written by Larox, and it's an excerpt from The Anquil's History that is my first section.
0: What in the world you guys?
2: <laughs> I said,
0: superheroes. What the hell is all of this?
2: I'll get there. I just won't get there <laughs> to my fourth section, and
0: but and...
1: Yeah, it really doesn't get there for section 4 for <laughs> me either. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this? Like so? the the last line in section 3 and then section 4, section 2 is a lot about algae.
0: Is that how you decided to exp- I just asked and we'll get to, but is that how you decided to this- explain your superpowers was algae no okay that was totally unrelated i have my explanation of superpowers i think i look i wanted to do something different and i'll talk about my world a little bit at the end of this section so this next part so i'll just stay this because this is funny for i guess this will be funny for kelsey and anybody listening so we used to do this like geography flora fauna society history society current I still label each of my sections like that, even though I don't even follow it anymore. Like flora, I do flora fauna. This section is labeled flora fauna. I don't talk about it at all. <laughs> I I'm a trash. My shimmoning. flora and fauna section I, is so very I. flora and fauna. I based. have a section titled flora and fauna. No, but mine's actually about flora and
1: fauna. There might
0: be no, there's not. Anyways, this part comes from Tobias Keen, aka Doctor Oglaf, Argentina's Megawatt, the first superhero. Okay, look, I messed up. I really messed up bad. But with every mistake comes a brilliant solution. I am as old as the dirt that this great city named after me is built on. But because of my powers, I have been able to transcend time and create this beautiful world around me. Megawatt City did not start out as the great and beautiful city. It was a lot smaller and a lot dirtier when I first walked this planet. Megawatt City used to be known as the village of Ur, back when magic flowed through the lands and the fairies came by daily to steal fruit from the farms. Ur was separate from the rest of the world, so little did I know, the magic in the world was slowly dying out No, I was too busy trying to gain magic of my own. You see, while magic flowed from the land, I was born without magic and lived as a simple farmer. I figured if I could simply catch a god's attention, I would be able to gain magic and be able to do miracles like the ones I heard in stories. I set off a huge explosion in my farm. Bombs went off for hours like a great war was happening. Finally, after hours of carrying on, the last living God of Magic came to my farm to see if he could stop the chaos. That's when I launched an anchor to pin the God to the ground and gain an audience with him. But… My anchor misfired and struck the God in the heart killing him instantly, and the God fell slumped in my farm, glowing like an ember. Terrified at what I had just done, I rushed over and touched the God's body to see if he was still alive. A great flash of searing hot pain coursed through my body, and in that moment, I gained all the knowledge in the world, past, present, and future. I saw worlds of technology and alternative energies. I saw the keys to create a future of technology to stand in the place of the dying magic. At that moment, I knew exactly what I was to do. I would build a great city of megawatt. I would guide the country to total peace, and I would guide the world's leaders for millennia to come. Magic was dead, and I would be the bridge to the new world. The gods' knowledge and power was passed on to me, and I had become immortal. Yes, yes, the machines around me that I use to extend my life are all fakes. The people of the world can't know what I truly am. After all, I am the killer of magic and the father of technology. Some might see me as a fraud for stealing God's power. I buried the bones of the old God under my farm and began to create my city and my new world. I started slowly in order to create the world I envisioned. I needed to create all the stepping stones and technology to get there. None of the technology I had seen in the searing hot flash had existed yet. Yes, I had to take some shortcuts and pollute the grounds far under megawatt, but it was all for a good cause. The future was not going to wait for sustainable practices. Well, this all came back to bite me and bite me hard. After centuries of hard work, the contaminated waste reacted to the bones of the old god. And, well, that new energy jump started a new era. It was in the water, meaning it was everywhere. With the contaminated water, people began to gain magical powers of old. This was the only thing I did not see coming. But, I was given great knowledge and insight, so I had what it took to get ahead of the problem. I would tell them that these magic powers were superpowers and were the next step to human evolution. These powers were destined by the planet to be used for peace and justice. Those who gained the powers would change the world just as I had. And you know what? They fell for it. They started calling themselves superheroes and formed a justice squad. Can you believe it? These idiots started wearing fancy spandex and capes and using their powers to beat up criminals. Eventually, more people began gaining powers, so I came up with the idea of having people create schools. A school of superheroes was the only way to teach the youth how to use their powers to preserve peace and not mess up my empire. I navigated everything perfectly. The heroes beat up those who caused trouble, and I was still seen as being the guidepost of the world. No one would know I was a killer of an old god who stole magical knowledge to create a city in his own image. Nothing bad can come from any of this. Of course not. I'm proud of myself, is all I have to say.
1: So did people become superheroes after drinking a tea made from god bones? I'm um, just drinking
0: the water because the bones were in the ground that came up affected the water and
1: What do you think tea is? Well, I mean, I guess.
0: I'm, when you say tea, you, I think you're heating up stuff and specifically making tea. Not The ground didn't heat up to make tea. The ground just was.
1: So it's cold brew. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: um, iced tea, actually. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's, it's an artisanal yeah. cold can brew. You pass,
0: can you pass the old god, please? <laughs> so like, <laughs> I wanted to go into this with, like, we have, like, superpowers of, like, oh, radioactive spider bite. Or, oh, this guy came from a different planet. Like, I wanted to do something completely different, so I'm like... Magic. Magic wasn't thing. What if it's Cthulhu? <laughs> what if it was Cthulhu's bones?
1: When you say the old god, how Cthulhu I is- I just this thought old of god? just like some
0: unreasonable large like shape, a creature.
1: i Yeah, but how many tentacles? I mean does it I've been have? reading
0: monstrous, so like a lot of tentacles. Like all te- it's all tentacles. Perfect. It's made up of tentacles.
2: <laughs> no face, no real bones, just tentacles. I mean that read
0: monstrous, <laughs> it's it's just tentacles. Um Love the tentacles. but yeah, so I wanted to do something different, and I also like the idea. There's been like a couple comics that have done this, where like the doctor, the main superhero, is kind of a fraud. So I kind of like just doing that to be the jump start of like Justice's piece is like this sleazy dude who just wanted to make a name for himself. Anywho.
2: Yeah, so then the same way that the road to, like, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, like, sometimes the road to heaven is <laughs> to, paved with, like, paved really with... selfish decisions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my no, gosh, I'm, I love it.
0: I, I'm proud of myself. Anyways.
2: I really yeah. liked it. <laughs> I also really like the voice back, that you honey. took on. <laughs> so, all right, back to the, the worms, not the slugs, the worms. So, the initial <laughs> st- effects of worm infection. So a symbiotic relationship must benefit both parties. The worms get greater mobility, more creatures to infect, and can carry out higher-order functions once they actually infect something that's much more complex than they are. The hosts receive benefit from a benevolent dictator in charge of their endocrine system. The worms repair any diseases or disorders that their host's hormone system may have, while also— So venom.
0: It's just venom. No,
2: it's not. It's not. It's not. And I can explain why it's not. Because I had this idea, and that's what my husband said, too. And I'm like, stop talking to me and go! No way. <laughs> I was very mad because it's not. <laughs>
1: it's not Venom because they're worms. So what this actually is is ghoul oulds. I hate all Stargate. of you. I'm not coming on your show again. I tried wow, really hard. That was hard. such a deep cut reference, Cody. Dude, everyone knows about the ghoul no one note from Trek. Star- no
0: Stargate. damn clue what
2: you're talking about, but I don't that like it. That is such a
0: deep cut, dude. Oh my gosh.
2: Well, now I'm sad so the hormones uh, the the people also receive um extreme responsiveness to chemicals in water so human beings that have one of these worms are actually more connected to nature than ever before. They can feel the distress of plants. They can sense the hormones like in the same way that, you know, like if a dog pees on a, on a tree, like the other dogs can wander by and be like, Oh, we can tell that your kidneys are failing or we can tell that you've got a generally happy life. In the same kind of thing, once you've got one of these worms in you, it hyper-increases your sensitivity to chemicals in water and your production of chemicals to water. And so you can take a drink from a glass of water and then you can pass it to somebody and it's just about the most intimate act you can do because now they know everything about you kind of thing. And so you can actually feel the distress of plants on your own property. If you drink the water from your property kind of thing, you can tell, oh, there hasn't been enough water in this area and the plants are like genuinely in distress. And you... Are by the because this worm is so focused on like keeping ecosystems in line, and I'll get to why in a minute. You actually like kept up at night, distressed because your plants are distressed. So you're like up at two in the morning, like, I need to go and like water this bush because this bush is really not doing well. And people are connected with their pets and they're more connected than ever before with the world around them because the worm controls their endocrine systems. And the, <laughs> what's really important is people actually maintain... I hate that you're just laughing at me like, I tried. <laughs> I I'm I'm just, just
0: First, Cody posted a picture of the ghoul, or how it's pronounced. And oh, second, God. just... <laughs>
1: I'm trying to decide whether these worms are good things yeah, or bad a, things. It's like now
2: you're a mind. Yeah, I'm actually thinking of like-
0: brain slugs from Futurama. But, anyways.
2: <laughs> I don't think I want so the word. So <laughs> that's actually where like the very next thing that I was going to go to is people actually maintain their cognitive ability, their morals, their religion. This thing is not able to control them entirely by any means. But what they are able to do is they are able to control your hormones. And I don't know if you've ever had one of those moments where you're fighting with a significant other and you're just filled with anger and the best thing for you to do is not be filled with anger anymore and like make up with your significant other, but So you're,
0: you're just like are very bla- like subtly describing makeup sex
2: i mean <laughs> no i'm not trying to, oh God. <laughs> it's like,
0: you know like you really need to get that energy out and you can't kill them so uh like gotta do something else
2: <laughs> not where i was going with that more in if you want to not do what the worms want you to do you have to fight your emotions like they're they're going to consistently flood you with hormones that make you want to do what they want to do and so you're in this really challenging place if you want to not do what they had what they actually want you to do so not stopping at healing endocrine-related diseases, the worms actually start to change many of their hosts. The worm feels the distress a sunburn causes to the host or great heat or itchy clothing or something irritating, and they will actually create and release hormones to stimulate new cell growth that actually, in a similar way to a um, cuttlefish or a squid, both of those creatures can actually change how much melanin is in their in their skin, so they can change color, and they can also change texture of their skin. And so these worms actually start to create your ability to do that as well. And so... They actually are improving in some cases, but also in other cases, it gets kind of weird because people that are frequently swimmers, their body starts to actually excrete a sticky gel whenever they're in the water that collects pollutants from the water. And so that way those pollutants can be removed from the water and safely disposed of on land. Some people seem to suddenly be able to tell what invasive like plant and animal life is in their community and start consuming those to remove them to actually repair the ecosystem in their area. And so That sucks. Just, I like when I think okay, okay. I was just mute here, I'll let you finish before
0: I say what I need to say. Just sorry.
2: <laughs> I'm almost done, I promise. So wait, did I just become a dumpster? <laughs> so the last like my la you guys interrupt me like right before my last sentence.
0: <laughs> Cody, you always do this, and now I'm doing it. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> now, not only Everybody is able to sense things through water now, but not everybody experiences the rest of these changes. But some worms push bodies actually beyond what their bodies can do. And people die because they actually can't change the way that the worms are trying to change them. So that was all I was going to say. You did not become a dumpster.
1: (laughs) Oh, wait, so that's kind of what it sounds like. Like, look, now what you want to do is eat tin cans because there's too many of them around. So you just became Tin Can Cody. That's your superpower. Okay.
0: So so usually when I think of superpowers, I think of it being, like, a good thing. Like, we always have those conversations. Oh, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Oh, I can shoot lightning. I can fly. I can, like, turn invisible. But this doesn't sound fun. This doesn't sound like I would enjoy to have a worm.
1: <laughs> Every time you go swimming, you stink. <laughs> you stink now because you went swimming and you're covered in I goo. Just, like, I,
0: I'm just, like, trying... Go take what a I'm bath. Trying to Stinky. think of the um I'm, I'm trying to think of the benefit of having a worm and all I can think of is at least you get skinnier.
2: So the benefit is part 3. a good joke. Part 3. I don't get your joke and I'm sorry, I don't get your joke. But oh, part I was just 3 actually worm's gets joke, like
0: having worms. Tapeworms. Oh god,
2: yeah, so like a tapeworm. You know what? I'm trying to tell you guys this thing I worked hard on. I look over at the chat, and it's just Cody, like, sending pictures of worms breaking out of people's bodies. Cody, this is so upsetting.
0: That's a ghoul! It's (laughs) It's disgusting. Look, watch Stargate. It's kind of good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love Stargate Uh -uh. so much. Uh -uh. I just lost my Okay,
0: there it is. Uh, y'all, oh, wait, you're going section, next. Crap, I forgot we have two. three people. Sorry.
2: Yeah, so we get to make fun of him now, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: so, yeah, that's that's oh, exactly boy. what this part is. Uh,
1: Google so section two. <laughs> the tether drive was only part of what broke us free, but not the only thing. Food and water. Romantic, no, but all living things still need to eat and drink, and so did we. So, how did we manage this? Bugs, algae, and drinking our own urine, Obviously. Uh, well, you know, the faces people make when we tell them that. But see, here's the thing. As long as we need food, we need society, and we're not free. No matter how far or no matter how many hoops you jump through, we're still tied to the ground, to feet, to fields of tender crops, or to slaughtered animals. Even mo- <clears throat> Even more, though, is the processing of waste. That is the hard part, really. We make our own poison, and out in the dark sky, that can be dangerous. But it's also a valuable resource, to be sure. We worked hard to develop a method to make each of us our own closed loop. It was simple. We found a very healthy algae that is great to eat. And then we found an insect that, well, um, it tastes terrible, but it's very high in protein. These things can be primarily fed off of our waste. And sunlight. And a few other things. Now, that is maintenance food. That keeps us alive, but it's not really living. It takes creativity to keep us happy. Good skill can only go so far. No matter how well you grill a bug, it still tastes like a bug. So now, among the stars, dead animals and fresh vegetables are a prized commodity, but not needed. The bio-loop keeps us alive. But, thank but thank gods for the orbital farms and the grazing pods and all those people that trade in amazing tasting things. An economy is not chains, and we don't need what we are buying. It's just friendly trade and nothing else. That's,
0: That's all. That's section two. I was waiting for you, yeah. like you to get to the point. That's that sounded way is- meaner than I meant it. To- I'm <laughs> sorry. That sounded way meaner. I meant like I I thought there was go- sorry. This I is legitimately am sorry but because what it that is, is was they... the rudest thing I've said on the show. No, Ooh. I'm not
1: hurt. Okay, it's well okay. then why didn't you get to a point? But what happened is they took to space and what what they did is they were like, well, we need to eat. So they grew algae and bugs and lived off of that. And like good tasting food became a commodity, but not a so where in are the meat.
0: superheroes, Cody? So, you know. Where are the superheroes? Huh? You told well, me this that this world had Flora to be and superheroes Fana, slash villains. Where Jordan, are the, the flora
1: and fauna is not super, and neither is the world that they live in. This is world shop. Society is coming next, where there might be some don't talk down to piece of you know. crap. <laughs> <Just
0: saying. laughs> don't you try and talk down the
1: section where we talk about people. But see, I'm still doing world shop, the podcast that we came up with together. And there's a section called flora and fauna. And in I that feel section like I after all the
0: crap I've given you over the last two years, I deserve this, and I'm not mad about it. You finally, you finally it's have exactly a spine. What I'm Cody. telling you, congrats.
1: Is the anquils have discovered a way to make just about anyone a closed loop and not require a society, and that within their culture, society is every something time you just say the word society,
0: upon. I just think of the movie Joker. Society, <laughs>
1: just well, that's what they look down upon. Is this idea of like hierarchy and reliance on community is not something that these specific creatures value. Which sets the stage almost like the world building S-
0: stop, for stop what doing comes that. later. Please. Jordan. Just say it. Okay, here's my next part. <laughs> this is what my part that I'm calling Society History Part 2. This comes from Josiah Zero, aka Equal Sign. People like to believe that Megawatt is the perfect utopia. A place where superheroes actually exist and keep peace throughout the city. All over the continent, people come to Megawatt with hopes they will gain powers or at the very least, see their heroes do something amazing. All petty fools want an autograph from a man who can fly. But really think about it. You can't have heroes without villains. If things were perfect in Megawatt, then where does all the crime come from? Why are there disgruntled individuals who just want to cause chaos? I'll tell you it's because this world is not perfect. It is never going to be perfect. Believe it or not, but the introduction of superheroes created a divide within Megawatt. It started out with those who had powers and those who did not have powers. And now today, there is also the separation of those who don't have useful powers. Taco Kid was a boy who aspired to be a hero, but his only power was making the perfect taco. Though, in his offense, he did open a chain restaurant, so things were terrible for him. Unlike poor, unpowered Joe Smo, who can't really get good work outside of sanitation. If you don't have a superpower, then you are useless in the eyes of society and garner absolutely zero respect. In today's era, we have the schooling system that only truly goes after kids with extraordinary powers, while those without the powers have a good chance at being ignored. You have to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps if you can't shoot lasers out of your eyes. Many people have become disillusioned with the fact they could not become a hero. So they either went to crime or chaos or gave up on the dream entirely, falling into the shadows of Megawatt. No one cares about you or your rights if you don't have powers. That is made very clear within Megawatt. Your savior, Dr. Megawatt, doesn't give a damn about how smart you are if you can't lift a car. It's all a sham anyways. His genius isn't his own. It's all part of his superpower. Also, he doesn't need assistance. He makes assistance. You will never gain a job with him or other heroes without a useful power. You might as well say goodbye to the dream of going to a superhero academy. Only the best of the best with unique powers have the chance to become licensed heroes. Without a license, you are just some jerk-off who can make garbanzo beans taste like ice cream. But, there might be some hope to those without powers. What, Cody? Now
2: that's a power I want. I also have a, <laughs> right? I have a question. Were you hungry when you wrote this? Because both the powers you've mentioned have been about food. <laughs>
0: I, I don't know why. It's just like, in my mind, useless powers, like, me. you do stuff with food. Anyways, the rumors are true. The sewers are filled with sludge that can alter your genetic makeup. There's even a small chance you will gain superpowers or enhance your own powers. Unfortunately, there's even a larger chance that you will be horribly mutated by this sludge and rejected by society, only forced to live underground in the sewers with others who dreamed of grandeur through magic sludge.
2: Like future. That's what,
0: yes, that's what happened to Salmon, the man who was (laughs) mutated into half Salmon, half man. His wife left him the second she saw his horrifying guild face. Don't cry too hard though, he remarried three times. His current wife is Mantis, you probably already know her deal. She ate the heads off her last two husbands with that gross mandible mouth. Sorry, I'm getting way off point. He's going to be eaten in a few days anyways, it doesn't really matter. You aren't the only one. This whole world is filled with disillusioned individuals much like yourself. The superheroes will get to parade around pretending we are all equal. They sit there preaching peach peace and justice but really only love to beat up on the downtrodden so if they want to promote peace why not show them chaos fight back give them a run for their money show the world that the superheroes are just people wearing stupidly tight spandex calling each other by made-up nicknames knock them down a peg show them that the world doesn't need superheroes Burn their legacies, their toy lines, and their stupid empire. Leave poor Dr. Megawatt crying over spilt milk. And I don't mean the petty criminal whose power is to create puddles of milk. That's why I started the League of Villains. I was born without powers in a time where literally everyone and their mother had superpowers. I got made fun of. Bullied. Sorry, I am really just off. (laughs) I got made funny. I got made fun of and bullied by the supers and ignored in society. I was nothing while Captain Justice was king. No matter how hard I tried to make it, I just couldn't. Thus, I decided to destroy the divide and bring the world to its knees, making everyone ordinary by removing the extraordinary. Dr. Megawatt isn't good for this city. That's why poison sludge runs under it. Even if you don't have superpowers, I can teach you to fight the supers. Everyone is vulnerable to something. So, are you with me, my friend? It's time for the great equalization. And that's my third part. I
1: mean, I'm not because I want superpowers. Yeah, you know, so, I'll 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 be cool with the magic sludge if I get superpowers. <laughs> I might turn
0: into a salmon. Half
1: I was gonna say, salmon. how would
2: you handle being a half a salmon? <laughs> uh,
1: I could deal with it as long as I get to marry a woman with oh, some nice no. mandibles. <laughs>
2: Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're just like he, he's gonna be dead in three days anyway so let's talk about something else
0: <laughs> I really enjoy writing that part because I just enjoy like thinking of like because you know like all these like superhero things like you have people's like oh I can fly I like Superman has every power on the sun. but like we never talk about the people who just have like the absolute worthless powers like X-Men all the X-Men have cool powers what about the guy who's just green that's his power. He's just green. Like, what about that? That's what I wanted to write. is like people who just don't have good powers.
2: Yeah. The person that always knows what color to paint a, a room. Like, woo shit.
0: It's like, oh my god. It's like wow, this room looks great, but oh my God, you're useless. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's interesting because you can have an entire society created by no longer what you're good at, or sorry, what you personally are good at or what you're interested in, but like your power is the only thing that decides yeah. the rest of your life. And, and that's that kind of what miserable. I was trying
0: to point to. But yeah. And, like, and you need to equalize it, man.
2: Yeah. I like your villain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with your villain right now. That's That's where I stand in your story. C-
0: Cody wants to make garbanzo beans ice cream. So. Uh, yeah, and he—that I mean, would, that. would be pretty awesome. Be awesome. You would never need to buy ice cream again. So,
2: and it's a lot healthier. But I don't know if I'm willing to throw myself into toxic sludge to create that. <laughs> uh, I probably would be edible
0: dice <laughs> on that. Oh god, he—he he just has a weird slug body now.
2: Yeah, he's a worm, a weird, small, translucent worm. That's all he's. That
0: went to a different planet. And gives people powers. It's fine. <laughs> Ghoul Old. God. <laughs> Anyways. I'm
2: just going to have the chat open now for when he sends me more of these dumb images. Got it. Get some
0: Ghoul Old stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
2: All right. So, my section three is humanity's responses to the worms. Humanity really takes two tracks in response to the worms. At some point, humanity begins to realize that something is different and the worms are discovered. It takes a little while, but when it is discovered that they transfer through water sources, particularly salt water, people freak out and a whole huge group of people on every continent just takes off and heads to the desert. And these people want nothing to do with weird mind altering worms. These people I agree. (laughs) Yeah, right. So these people call themselves the purists, and they view the infected as less than human and will intentionally steal resources from them, pollute the world, or kill them if the situation calls for it. The purists dislike the loss of humanity they see in the infected and detest anything that would threaten their way of life, a way of life that puts human beings first and all other living things in servitude of humanity's whims. If they want a suburb where there is a lush jungle, who cares what the effects are to the air quality, the water quality, the plants, the animals, or the ecosystem as a whole? They want a suburb, the world will oblige." These people will violently dispatch an infected person that comes into their territory, even if that person is claiming, hey, I'm trying to get rid of this. I don't want to live this life. They will kill them and move on. They actively seek to maintain a normal way of life, building schools, sports stadiums, distilleries, wineries, etc. The only major caveat is there is no recreational travel of any kind, and all water is boiled twice before it's consumed. They try to make the desert as fertile for them as they can while keeping the infected as far away from pos- as possible. Those those are the purists that is one line that humanity has taken. Now for the infected This small creature is able to increase a human being's connectedness to the world around them, specifically through the contact with local water. People find themselves drinking from streams and then feeling a great sense of connectedness with the natural world. If someone throws a motorized scooter in a stream, for example, people will become enraged and go and remove the scooter. People start petitioning their HOAs to stop watering lawns made of imported grass and instead allow the natural plants of the area to grow in their place. All of a sudden, daily protests sprout up around the country in front of local companies that cause air and water pollution. There's a movement within cities to stop using cars, rip up the roads, and start planting local grasses in the streets. People who can flee large cities and find places that are in less ecological discretion. Is Distress, excuse me. Farming communities stop planting only one or two types of crops and instead focus on restoring local flora and report repairing the original ecosystems that have been thrown out of whack by commercial farming. Many ranches and animal farms stop producing animals for slaughter, and instead people start purchasing them to run smaller subsistence farms where possible. There's an international surge of grassroots micro-ecosystem enhancement. So basically, originally on our globe, actual human history here, like there oh. like there were distinct ecosystems all throughout the world and t- human beings we kind of enjoy the world kind of being one particular way so we've actually in many ways destroyed ecosystems all over the world to try to make them be one thing that is more marketable for us and this worm like this worm is highly in tune with the water and the water is very clearly telling the worm like this ecosystem is in distress and so it's making the people panicked about it and so they're actually repairing and replacing the ecosystems and enhancing what was there now there's an early surge of vegetarianism that happens in the cities but the culture leans towards eating responsibly in a way that sustains your life and also sustains the ecosystem around you so there is actually value to having a meat eater come through and like fertilize the grass and also eat off all the dead like the old growth to allow new growth to come through. Now, for those that have been infected, there is a cultural and ecological renaissance. For the first time in history, people are connected. They're innately aware of their place in the food chain and the cascading consequences of their decisions. Their environment has become the one thing that everybody seems to agree is a top priority. Over the course of the years, the planet returns to having distinct ecological regions, both large and small. Pecans, for example, are only grown and consumed in the southern United States. Avocados are only found in Middle America. Pistachios are only consumed in Turkey. Consumable goods that were available all over the world aren't anymore. It's not a utopia. There's still struggle and disagreement. But it's a lot harder to kill your neighbor when you know them so intimately through the hormone signature in your local water. It's a lot harder to purchase pistachios that you used to love when you live in the Pacific Northwest and you can't plant them in your ecosystem and you know that shipping them from Turkey it causes a ton of air and water pollution. So you have entire cultures that are focused on let's be as harmonious as we let's like make the let's make nature a priority and then it's really hard to hate your neighbor when you know everything about them. Does that make sense? And you know the work yes. that they've been doing. So that's what happens inside the communities that have this worm is, is nature becomes a priority, and maintaining a healthy ecosystem is priority number one.
1: I'm scared of the worm. The worm
0: is concerning. This is the part of the podcast where I sing for a second. We can be heroes <laughs> just for one day. So I get it. They are superheroes because we're all heroes in our own way. I can be king, and no, you, you're all you can be queen. But Cody, all we slaves. can be heroes. Forever and ever! I think I'm a, pu-
1: I think we I'm a purist. The
0: just for one day, the firefighters, the police, everybody's a hero in their own way, man. It's freaking beautiful. <laughs> 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 oh god! No, I actually do really like this. I'm glad. I like, I like a good environmental message. If you've listened to certain episodes, I, I like good. Like, yeah, forever and ever. <laughs> Your worms creep me out, and also I got the same Bowie, so I'm good. Oh yeah. <laughs> all
1: right, all right, you guys yeah, ready for my section this. three? Uh, okay. <clears throat> the tether drive—the greatest discovery of the Anquils—gave us the ability to fly easily through the stars. The method of propulsion is too complicated to explain to the layman, but we discovered a way to fold and accelerate through space rapidly, and most importantly, safely. This gave anyone. With an airtight tube, the, s- the sky in all of its infinity. That was a clumsily written sentence. Right?
0: <laughs> I've been doing the same thing. It's fine.
1: <laughs> Match this with BioLoop Foods and quickly we discovered there was little need for a home planet. But we were not yet at the Age of Heroes. Some explanation for what happened before the Age of Heroes is probably needed. Yes, we all took to the stars, which was great and wonderful, but some of us handled freedom better than others. Pirates were the first thing to happen. Deaths were rare, but theft of non-bio-loop foods were extremely common. Generally, pirating a ship in flight was difficult, but fixed farming installations could be robbed easily, and this became more and more common. Other favorite targets were mining, solar charging banks, and occasionally kidnapping. But it was rare, and all that matters is we were spread out too far to stop it, too far flung to help each other. It was a wild and dangerous time. But that is when it happened, the tragedy of Rockle. Rockle was a simple farmer, and his wife and three children, just as happy as a clam. But one day, the worst happened. Pirates raided his orbital farm. This was normal. And Rockle had crops set aside for the pirates. But this time the pirates wanted more. They took the children, as Not cruel children. as you could imagine, snapped them up from cradles and beds. Well, well, they slumbered, assuming their parents had bought them safety. These pirates, the Grimwatch they were called, began thinking that they could be bigger and better, and make a pirate <clears throat> ha- haven. Maybe retire on a on an orble crafted by others, and leave that family out to drift. So, anyway, they took the kitties in the night, and Rockle and his wife, Valquin, were left quaking, and all ready to make a deal. Ransoms were not unheard of, and frequently were successful at this time. Now, to this day, no one is sure what happened. The Grimwatch said they meant well, and it was just sport, and all they wanted was a little extra food. Rockle and were Van- rockle and Valquin uh say that the pirates wanted to prove that they were deadly, but who knows? All we know is that the Grim Watch ship carrying those children cracked and vented into space, killing pirates and prisoners alike. Horrible for all, and the Grim Watch ran after this. But that is not the end of it. Whatever the intent was, rockle and Valquin wanted vengeance. They sold everything and built a vessel made for punishment, fitted with fast engines and all manner of death-dealing machines. It It became known simply as The Hunter. The Hunter set out to find its prey. There is no record of that battle out in space. Nothing other than scans of the wreckage. The Grimwatch had never been assaulted in such a forward and brutal manner. Every last ship was cut to shreds. And Rockel and Valquin became known as the Hunters, the first heroes of the Milky Way. They spent their remaining days stopping pirates all over the universe, and thus began the Age of Heroes.
0: I like right, how how Kelsey does like heroes that like it's pretty much every- in Individuals are doing the right thing. Cody's just like, let's get some <laughs> revenge. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's very yeah!
1: it's like kind of Wild West themed a little bit they where like it's <laughs> just like vengeance and it's like not nice vengeance, but this like kicked off an age of like pirates realizing they They killed
0: our children, let's <laughs> kill them all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that, like realization of like there being consequences. Because before that, it was just like pirates, were, like whatever, we just steal everything. Because there wasn't like social order, so it's just like, well, you're off alone in your little I'll thing. I'll show you social order until some rando shows up and starts a pilfering.
2: So I have three questions, two jokes, one serious. Yes. <laughs> Rockle and Valquin, did you have to name right? them things that were so hard to say? <laughs> Um. Well. So the thing is, I I have a
1: tendency to um strongly,
0: strongly like lead sorry away from I, the <laughs> lead, I, away from the I to, lead away from the mic. I have away from the strongly. I have a tendency to
1: strongly base things on other languages, and in this case, I was like, "No, nah, screw it, sci-fi gibberish all the way." <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> that
0: is. Perfect. Oh my god, Cody. Hence the Alquins oh, and just like everything. How Dave is this spelled? Just... How many apostrophes and ooblots are in there?
1: <laughs> oh none, none. I can't use those. Al- I don't Alquins. understand how. Anquels.
2: Like, but everything notable has a Q in it. <laughs> Alquin Valu. Brockle, Valquin, Anquels. Like everything's got that funky yeah. Q sound. Alright. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I I I, I, <laughs> I went for a
1: certain aesthetic of goofity space name for this, yeah. Okay. Question two.
2: Yeah. Also a joke. I love the. Um, it's too complicated to explain this to the lay people, which is the lazy world builders' way of being like, "Fuck it, I don't care." This isn't the point. <laughs> you,
1: I don't do you know. You want to hear about phased anti space? No one does. No one cares. It, it
0: really is the I don't know of world building. Yeah. Like, oh,
1: I don't know. They make a warp drive.
2: Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is our plot device. Just ignore it and move on. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's fine. Just it's fine. Don't don't read into it. Okay. So.
2: I have a question about the pirates. This is actually my real question. You emphasize uh-huh. that the Anquels don't ha- like don't appreciate society. That's why they've actually developed society mm-hmm. this way. But the pirates clearly exist in society.
1: Um well, define society. They are free from the strictures of relying on someone else for anything. Um being a hermit is a viable thing and it is what most of them choose. Or it is, the option means that they don't rely on anyone else. Does that make sense?
2: hmm I think so. So you're, like, so, go ahead. Sorry. So they raid together because so it's, I told you to go ahead and talk over oh, you. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. The, I mean,
1: the couple like, that raids together of stays together. Groups people exist. It's not like literally every single individual is by themselves. Groups mm-hmm. exist. Like, this person had a family, right? Like, he got married. It's just that they don't live in a town, and more importantly, they don't rely on a neighborhood farmer for their food. Got it. So, like, they're independent people because they don't... They have made it to where travel is easy and their food system is self-sustaining artificially, Mm -hmm. so they don't need to have, like agriculture they just all have a closet that processes poop into edible bugs probably
2: smells terrible inside of those ships i'm just
0: saying like cody why do you have to go gross on that one because when you said like the poop and stuff the first time i was just like Be-
1: because i mean it just makes me smile and also again like this is the backdrop for what makes superheroes possible. now do
0: you get into the it's fun not, you didn't make superheroes you made super villains. sorry super you made vigilante
1: <laughs> <laughs> well but this was the beginning of the age of heroes this was the first example of a hero.
0: Ah, yeah. Oh wait,
1: we still got one more part, guys. Oh shoot, because this was this was the past. So this is what set up the ability for there to be heroes.
0: Wait, this was the past. because
1: there wasn't a like rigid law enforcement structure anymore because they had spread out all over the place. So pirates, so villains, like just immediately were like, well, we're gonna start stealing stuff, which was fine so long as they were nonviolent. People could just be like, whatever, we'll pay off the pirates. But then as soon as someone like accidentally killed hostages, everyone was like, and now we need Batmans.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think this also deserves it. We can be heroes just for one day. Yeah. Well, they spent their whole life Forever and ever. We can be heroes for the rest of their lives, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, for the rest (laughs) of their lives. For the rest of their lives. All right, here's my last part: the actual society current. Um, yeah, and I will stop quoting heroes. <laughs> so this guy, I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Listen to that song now. And here is Dirk Dirkman here with another Megawatt City update.
1: Oh that name
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> Doctor Megawatt continues to push this great city towards the future while the Justice Squad supports his endeavors. Though the Justice Squad has been struggling getting used to its new leaders, Kid Flip and Lady Laser, after their mentors King Indestructible and Madam Adam were unceremoniously killed by the Villain Alliance. The Hero Schools are trying their best to continue to educate and raise the next line of the Justice Squad, but the Villain Alliance is making that job difficult. Young Heroes are being targeted or recruited by the Villain Alliance, and the fear to even go to school is strong within the youth. It seems like the Alliance is trying to destroy our Heroes of Justice for good. The Justice Squad is made up of 50 elite heroes, aided by sidekicks. Every year, the schools hold a hero test to decide which champion hero will be inducted into the squad. Unfortunately, nothing has come from this hero test for the last two years, as they have been attacked by the villain alliance both years. Crime has run rampant due to the villains and things are starting to get out of control. Tourism has been at an all-time low due to the daily danger that the villain alliance poses. Erica Signs, now known as the villain Nuclear Babe, who can destroy a building with a single sneeze, has escaped again. For some reason, she did not like Dr. Megawatt's solution of securing her in a lead box underneath the city for everyone's safety. This kind of thinking from our good doctor is what has been leading people to believe that Dr. Megawatt is only aiding to the problem. They believe he treats those who have dangerous problems with unnecessary force, and those who have weak or no powers with incredible disregard. These days, the citizens of Megawatt have been standing up to say they are not being treated equally under Dr. Megawatt's counsel to the government. Some think they are being discriminated against just because they do not exhibit extraordinary powers. Others believe they are being persecuted for not using their powers for Dr. Megawatt's goals. Dr. Megawatt and the Justice Squad have refused to respond to these criticisms, creating an even bigger rift. This brings us to the topic of Equal Sign, the de facto leader of the League of Villains. The man who has two red pulsating lines across his chest that form an Equal Sign. It is now known that his power does not remove a hero's power, but it steals half of the power of his victims. Equal Sign receives the other half of the power, making him and his victim equal. It is not known how long this effect lasts, but we do know that it is not permanent. Equal Sign has been behind some of the greater hero deaths and encourages violence against heroes, stating that no one will be equal until the complete collapse of the superhero squad and the superhero schools. This man is extremely dangerous. Do not approach him. Also, be wary of what he says. The Villain Alliance has been recruiting more people than ever in the last few months. Please be aware of the Villain Alliance and be safe. The Justice Squad will prevail no matter what. And that's my world.
2: Dude.
1: I uh, I like it. It also very much reminds me of a book I read. <laughs> what book? It's called um, Renegades. It's like a just, YA book, but it's pretty okay. You should give it a read if you ever feel like it.
0: Sure. Renegades, I'll write it down. I like superheroes killing other heroes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I I do always like the whole, like, underground gross people, uh, you know, revolution. Yeah, Yeah.
0: he just has two just giant pulsating gashes on his chest. It's like, let's all be equal! And it's just like, ew, how about no? It's like, your sidekick is a gross lady with mandible mouth.
2: (laughs) But I... I like a I've never I've never heard of somebody whose power was like just making them equal with somebody else. So I think that was a super cool idea to begin with. And then when you follow that up with like I appreciate the critique on, hey, crime is now running rampant because the villains are going out there. So the villains have this wonderful idea of let's let's stop this societal bent towards if you're not useful, then you aren't human. Like you don't deserve to live, basically, and you deserve yeah. a terrible life and no respect. And so yeah, that yeah. is a very noble idea. But at the same time, <laughs> the supers are keeping crime down. So it's, it's a complicated question. And I like that you added that level layer of complexity to your world
0: yeah i i enjoyed writing this i also enjoyed like coming up with superpowers that weren't standard like you know being half salmon half man that is the superpower he has all the powers of a salmon so he tastes delicious <laughs>
1: i was gonna say does that mean he can like swim upstream yes. and like breathe in salt and fresh water yes. sometimes fertilize
2: <laughs> <Yes>. some eggs <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that's he has like fifty children. Cause never, I'm not going down that line. I'm yeah, maybe right let's here. not
2: go down the salmon baby path. <laughs> <He> just, <no. laughs> All right, do you guys want to hear the final section of my worm world?
0: Yeah, I'm scared I, I'm too, very interested. I'm, I'm to gonna not side
1: with the worms. And that's going to make me a horrible
0: person. No, it doesn't. Uh, I like the worms, honestly. I don't accept them as my overlord, but I do like the worms.
2: So they don't want want you to be, they don't want to be your overlords. They just want you to give a shit about nature.
0: I've seen the brain slug episode of Futurama. They want to be our overlords.
2: (laughs) So the worm only understands complex ecological change through aquatic terms. So it kind of thinks of humanity and land as some kind of like extremely large coral reef. And I don't know what you guys know about coral reefs, but every reef has plenty of sharks. Some people are chosen for extremely radical changes. Hair follicles become thicker, wider, shorter, and stronger, more like protective scales. Night vision becomes more powerful, but daylight is almost blinding. Fingers and toenails become thicker. For some, their bodies are flooded with hormones that promote weight loss to create a light, lean frame. I can see Cody just cracking up in the corner of my eye. (laughs) Um,
0: Anyways...
2: How did we get to land sharks? No, we're not at land. We're close to land sharks. Some people be yeah.
0: What we're not yeah. at land, land sharks. sharks? We're like right
2: there. We're we're very close to land
1: sharks. No, we're there, Kelsey. We're there.
2: Some people... We
1: can be
0: land sharks (laughs) just for one day.
2: (laughs) No, that one's going to be a little bit more of a permanent change. Some people begin to produce poisonous oil from their skin. In some people, particularly the young, tooth production starts again and teeth descend haphazardly in the mouth. (laughs) So those are our land sharks, everybody. These are the Defenders. The worms have chosen them to protect the reef from the purists and other ecological disasters. The Defenders are simultaneously superheroes because they are a protective and essential part of the community, and they're also super villains because they're able and willing to destroy anything if it is in the best interest of the reef. Without the Defenders, animals and people who did not react well to the worms, the purists, the sick, would all be dangerous to the inhabitants of the reef. The defenders work together to remove these threats and keep the whole reef in balance and harmony. The purists, faced with an enemy that is simultaneously human and disturbingly alien, attack and kill communities, individuals, or cause great pollution. The purists use pollution as a way of keeping the infected distracted or keeping them away. If the pollution is small enough, the community will drop everything they're doing and go fix the problem. Think of like that scooter that I mentioned in a stream. If the community, if the pollution is too big, Everybody, the infected, will just avoid it. Hundreds of barrels of crude oil was poured into the sands of Arizona to dissuade the infected from coming anywhere near the purist's home. This villainous behavior can backfire, and at least once the purists have poisoned a stream that eventually fed into their own wells and killed a whole community. While the defenders have been physically changed into something more than human, it's up to you to determine who the super are and who, ca- er, superheroes are and who carries the title of supervillain. That's my world.
0: Okay, so wait, so the superheroes are the defending sharks, correct?
2: So yeah, the people that have been the most changed, I would argue that anybody that's been changed kind of falls into this like superhero super villain. But if you're a member of, like, if you're also infected and you're a member of the reef, these are essential and necessary parts of the of the reef stability and like harmony. If you're a purist, these things are terrifying. <laughs> so, so, yeah, horrible monsters. so you called.
0: Because the worms suck! So you called the, the Sharks Defenders, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm about to make a really bad joke. So by the Defenders, you mean Shark Cage, Jessica Bones, um, Iron Shark, and Shark Devil? You know, like the Defenders?
1: I hate you, <laughs> and I want I you to leave. I did take the time
0: to actually write these down, so I made sure I said it right. <laughs> but yeah, the def- yeah the Defenders. Sorry, guys. i ruined this show, and I accept it.
1: I love it. Ugh. <sighs> I'm so disappointed in you,
0: ah, Jordan. I still have heroes stuck in my head.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still listening to Pup. Which song? <laughs> uh, just listen to Scorpion Hill because it's
0: like their best new song.
1: Waiting for something to happen? I don't know. It's just been randomly waiting, playing Pup waiting, for like
0: an hour. Waiting for the world to change. Not wrong song. Wrong song. Yep, not is the same the wrong song. That is, that is Eric Clapton.
1: <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> Wait, no, it's not. Y- I'm thinking ready? of a different song. Crap.
2: <laughs> we'll solve that in a minute. What's up, Cody? Tell us your world. <laughs> yeah. We all
1: won't. right. Here's, here's the big finale. Earth, sometime like modern times. This is a news report. I am standing here outside looking up to the sky in awe. Sorry to all our viewers. The weather has become crazy. Moments ago, hundreds of, of well, I guess they can only be called UFOs just appeared above our planet. Finally answering the question, are we alone in the universe? We have been hearing a non-stop broadcast, assumed from the ships, that sounds like some kind of snuffling and barking. We are not sure what it means, but we think it is communicating. We have heard reports, but cannot yet confirm that there has been a group of ambassadors sent up to the ships in an attempt to communicate. Meeting notes from the first Earth ambassadors. My first time on an alien vessel was not as odd as I would have thought. The aliens are mammalian and bipedal, but clearly descended from something more like a dog or a fox. They have thick fur and elongated snouts, but they don't have the large fangs I was expecting. Their hands are more like paws, but they still seem to be very dexterous. They wear clothes and seem to have similar social groups, but we cannot understand each other at all. At first, at our first, our first meeting was very odd. We met with an old and scarred dog thing, I guess. They barked at us and snarled, and we all just kind of stood and stared. The dog m- man seemed important, though, and, well, was wearing some kind of Cody, costume you just or made, uniform. you
0: just made road rovers. That's all you did was made road rovers.
1: Hang <laughs> no, on, I'm not done yet. But other dogmen came in. They were dressed more plain, I, I guess. And they've been studying our language from what we can tell. You just
0: made Road Rovers.
1: This is a this is a log from uh hang on, I gotta get the name right. Sorry, <laughs> I have to so move sad. a window around. You
0: just made the hit 90s cartoon show, Road Rovers. <laughs> <laughs> hang
1: on. This is a log from Grand Admiral Nightmare Wingpaw <laughs> Squad. Oh <character>. my god! <laughs>
2: What the absolute nonsense.
1: (laughs) Jordan, you need to hear my log from Grand Admiral Nightmare Wingpaw Squad (gasps) Killer. These advanced apes are less than stupid. They have created a society. Maybe they have cities, but they are still chained to the ground like fools. I should do them a mercy and just split this planet. They did not even seem to care or notice my quite excellent villainous (laughs) uniform. I don't dress like this just for the fun of it. I am a pirate and a villain and great. And I demand that those people who I have conquered respect me. We will reign here absolute rulers and none can oppose us except dot, dot,
0: dot. Road rovers.
1: (laughs) A broadcast from the Honest Dawn. Beings of this planet! Advanced apes! Friends! Fear not these brigand fools who seek to enslave you! Such acts of war will never be allowed! The golden light of the Honest Dawn is here! Here to cleanse the darkness! Here to cleanse injustice! Sleep tight, apes! We will fight! We will win! And truly... And you truly will see an honest dawn rise again tomorrow, for we are heroes, and this is what we must do.
0: I am once again going to say you just made Road Rovers. If anybody doesn't know the show, I will try to remember to make this the um, episode image.
1: Jordan, it's all going to (laughs) come full circle. People of Earth, I think finally after weeks of confusion, we can all breathe safely again. As you all know, a large force of some kind of alien dog appeared in our sky weeks ago. The ships were ornate in a vivid purple. They began transporting to the surface and seemed to be trying to enslave or coerce humanity. Our weapons had no effect on them, and they didn't seem to want to fight us. They just kind of pushed us around, but... Unfortunately, we could not understand them, which really seemed to enrage them or just disappoint them. About a week later, a fleet of golden ships appeared in the sky, also broadcasting some kind of barking sound. A few days later, there was a massive battle in space. There were no human casualties, but many ships shattered and burnt up in our atmosphere. It would have been quite the fireworks display if we had known that we were not all about to die. But... After that, a golden ship flew down, another dog person alien stepped out, this one wearing an ornate mask, a long cape, brightly colored gloves, and, well, kind of dressed like a yellow toned Superman. The creature stepped out, barked a bunch, got back in, and all the ships just vanish. And we... We have no idea what just (laughs) happened. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's... God, Cody. (laughs) 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 I'm trying to, like, hold it in for the (laughs) show, but God. We have no idea. I just love the idea
1: that aliens show up and they're, like, just barking and they're, like, "I I don't know. I don't know. And they come down and they're, like, pick up all of our stuff. And all the humans are just, like, I don't... I don't know. I don't know what you're saying.
0: But really, you just made the hit 90s cartoon show, Road Rovers.
1: (laughs) Just imagine, though, these two opposing forces showing up over Earth, and they're just barking, and all the humans
0: are like. That's another thing that I I wanted to do in, like, one of my stories is have it, like, there's this huge, like, otherworldly battle happening. And there's just people just like, so, like, uh, what's going on? It's like. Just right in front of the perspective of someone who's not part of this is like, so yeah, I was drinking coffee and like there was this huge war in the sky with magic and fire. It's weird. Well yeah, anyways, good job, Cody. You you brought it just back around. I'm imagining
1: like Superman and Zod in space trying to kill yeah, each other. Yeah, We saw that you know, it was man of steel. That movie was like, awful. Do we have a horse in this race or literally do they have a superhero right horse?
2: Oh my gosh! See, after your <laughs> section three, like one of the questions I wrote down was, "Oh, hey, if everybody has their their needs taken care of with this bio loop that you created, you've created this interesting moral place where people can be whatever they want to be because they want to be it. Like they don't their needs aren't the thing that are propelling them into action; their desires are." And yeah. I was like, "That creates this really interesting moral conundrum," and I wonder if you're going to address that. And then you're just like, "Dogs!" <laughs> like, all
1: right, no. Instead, it became a furry death match because that's what I oh. road rovers.
0: <laughs> Am I the only one who knows what Road Rovers is?
1: Not a clue. I, I have never seen Road Rovers. I was thinking Star Fox.
0: Oh. No, you just made Road Rovers. <laughs> so funny.
1: This whole time, I was just like, and I'm going to write Star Fox this time. But Cody, you're <laughs> supposed to come up, up Slippy creative Slippy sucks. Idea,
0: not just make Star Fox. Guys.
1: Huh. I just love at the end of this that you always seem it's sad. It's not sad.
0: It's just like, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm... Sp- It's healthy to interact with other people, especially in times when you are at home by yourself most of the time. It is healthy to, like, have, you know, times when you can truly, like, you know, just talk it out and hang out with friends. But this isn't healthy! What the (laughs) heck just (laughs) happened? Flying dog pirates!
1: (laughs) I love it so much! I just love the idea that no one had any idea what was going on the whole time. They're just all so confused. Like, why is there a dog barking at us? We don't know what to do.
0: So, Cody, I'm about Uh, to do that thing where I talk about the schedule coming up, and you're just like, yeah, sure, on the show. So next week, we're going to do another um, world worksheet and just come up with this world together collaborative style, which I hate. And then we're going to, after that, we're going to do... um, This is the end of the show, right? I didn't skip anybody? No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, no,
1: you're good. We're done. We did it.
0: But yeah, so, and then the week after we're going to do our next project, which is Long Form Worlds. We're going to spend um, more than one episode on our worlds and actually develop something a little bit more, I guess, concise and um, put together than a one episode world. So, Cody, we're at the end of the show. I hope everybody had fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm defeated yet every freaking week. Road Rovers. Um, so, plugs, Cody. What are your, actually, Kelsey, what are your plugs? Ah, no, Cody, check me out at the first. one. Kelsey, what are your plugs?
2: Oh. Um, I <laughs> okay. record within a YouTube channel called Dead Funny. You, Cody does as well. Uh, you're welcome to. I'm sorry, Cody. I just kind of threw you under the bus there in case you hadn't told them. It's okay. <laughs> um, you guys are you, absolutely. You have a
0: different to- show, Cody? How
2: good you? <laughs> I know I'm cheating on you I thought I was your one and only (laughs) you can check us out there just search dead funny and if you find the logo that looks like a smiley face with a big old blood stain around it that's the one and you can see me on there we have podcasts we have an informational show that I run and you can find me there
1: check me out at the wandering gamer network on YouTube or wherever you find podcasts also on Twitch sometimes
2: (laughs) (laughs) you twitch I didn't know I should totally check that out I'd watch that
0: please no um (laughs)
1: Well, Mandy and Zach do. Sometimes it's me and Caitlin. Usually it's Mandy and Zach.
0: Yeah, he's not really on at that. I like used to like when you did like some of your streams. They were they were very fun. And I also like doing Dark Souls with you, but that's different. <laughs> um so you can check me out at something, I guess, zero zero at twitch.tv where I stream sometimes. I have the most inconsistent schedule of any human out there, but I still have fun. Um, my co-host from my other podcast. Yes, I'm also cheating on you, Cody. um, We are doing kind of a challenge stream where um, at the end of the stream, the other person will pick a game that um, the other one will play. She's going to force me to play Dragon Age Inquisition, specifically to ro- uh, to romance the Iron Bull, and I have already pretty much lost this competition, so at this point, I'm just going to be playing Dragon Age Inquisition to romance the Iron Bull. Um, and then you can also check out my other podcast, the Side Characters Podcast. The link will be in the um, podcast description. Anyways, that's all we got for today. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kelsey. It was a lot of fun. I didn't have to endure this by myself.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Thank you for having me on.
0: Of course. And as always, we'll catch y'all on the flip side. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.